Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Do you reckon that TV has become very violent recently? Are streaming services willing to show more gore because on some level people like to watch it? Joining me on the line is lecturer in creative industries and visual culture at TU Dublin, Connell Vaughan. Connell, good afternoon. Hello there. How are you doing? Good, yourself. Tell me, why has cinema become so graphic? Well, I suppose there's a few reasons for it. You know, um, one is obviously that it sells, you know, it becomes much more (laughs) violent in a way that um, people are more interested in uh, seeing this. But I suppose what happens is that, you know, as it gets more violent, it kind of can become a bit comic, you know, it can become a bit excessive and a bit silly as well. So while we're certainly seeing a kind of increase in violence, um, that violence may not necessarily be, you know, as you said, graphic. It might not necessarily be as disturbing as perhaps we might imagine. Because I don't, I really don't like graphic things, and like, like I don't even like watching Katie Taylor fighting, you know, because I'm, it sort of turns me off. But am I? Would I be in the minority then? Well, I'd make a distinction between something like Katie Taylor because that is actually. Um, that is violence. It isn't okay. the imitation of violence. You know, what you see on the screen or what you see in, say, something like Squid Games, there is there's an important kind of um, screen between you and, and what's happening. And it's the depiction of violence rather than violence. So somehow and, my brain would know, like, you can watch this because it's not actually happening. It's a bit safer than when I'm watching Katie Taylor. I'm like, that girl that I know is getting punched in the face. Yeah, she is. You know, you see her at the interview later on and she's got the big black she's eye. Bleeding, you know, there's yeah. A, yeah, there's an important difference there. And that, that difference um, can be quite productive and it can we can we can miss. We can forget about it quite often, you know, but it can be very productive in the sense that some people will say, you know, um, they like looking at violent movies or they might like, um, uh, you know, violent TV shows or whatever, because it's there's the could be a lesson in it you know you could learn something from it but equally you know it could kind of allow you to um almost have a enjoyment uh, you know you could enjoy the violence knowing that it's not real you know okay so, so that like you, that, that, it's sort of a vicarious yeah. thrill that you get because it's like oh god that would be so that would be so terrifying but look at me here with my popcorn and my comfy couch i'm safe as houses yeah there's a kind of a release of that you know if you want to if you want to watch violence, why not watch the kind of imitation of it? You know, it's a, it's that safe dif- distance that we get. Um, and I suppose that safe distance we get, you know, when we have, you know, even if it's like, you know, the risk of, um, you know, in a romance or something as well, we can we can enjoy it. There is a um, that important dif- distance, you know, there. And, you know, the way you, so you're saying there sort of that there's almost like a roadmap for viewers that they can like maybe watch something very violent and then avoid the same fate for themselves um like almost like i watch a lot of true crime stuff and i see it sometimes as a survival guide where i'm like taking notes being like okay if this happens just go limp if this happens run um is there an argument conversely though that for some people watching these violent shows leads to there a sort of a taste for violence developing in them that they might actually act it out in real life yeah, I suppose there's kind of almost like two ways of thinking about that. One would be to say, you know, that art, there's a kind of ethos to art that's like what we watch or what we consume, that that's how we're going to then go and behave. Um, some people 
dispute that and say, well, no, it's actually the release. You watch it so that you don't have to do it, you know, and you can kind of go there, but for the grace of God, go I. But, you know, do people um, watch, uh, you know, say violent ones to kind of take a lesson for like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is what I can do. I'm not so sure about that. Um, it doesn't, um, it doesn't really seem to be kind of, uh, um, it, it, I, I suppose my, my suspicion would be that people would see that as kind of a moral panic over like, this is what the kids are watching today and this is how they're going to behave. And I'd always be suspicious of that. But when you talk about, you know, true crime and kind of listening to that, there's something that we take um, kind of a, a lesson from, like say, listening to true crime podcasts, watching true crime uh, TV shows, um, and it's, I suppose, what we take from that is that it's a very intimate experience, you know, and that um, we want to kind of like experience ourselves. And a lot of people would say that we don't want to watch these things with other people. We want uh, the podcast is a good example of that. You know, it's an individual experience in your own ears, as opposed to you know the cinema. Yeah, I guess like sometimes I feel like <laughs> almost pathological because I'll be walking, you know, in a, in a public place and smiling at people as I go by and people probably think I'm listening to some sort of like pop music on Spotify and I'm listening to the graphic details of some woman being impaled by, you know, some some guy in the middle of the night in her house in Australia and I sometimes am like this is a bit deviant of me, is it? Um but I think the more I said this on Instagram once and everyone was like, no, me too. Like anytime I'm out gardening, doing all these lovely things out for a jog on the beachfront, I'm listening to someone being murdered. Yes, but I suppose, again, it's the distance. You're not actually listening to someone being murdered. You're no, listening of to course. a story about someone being murdered. Because and those, so yeah, and yeah, those same people would say distance. that like even watching the news is too much sometimes because that's real. Yes, exactly. So there's where you kind of like some people say that's too graphic and they might, you know, someone will, might say that they do not want to watch the news because you're actually seeing, say, footage from, say, Ukraine or wherever. But, you know, watching that in a film is kind of, is quite different because there's all of these other things happening. You know, if, for quite simply, the music is happening. You know, mm -hmm. the, there's a plot, there's a character, there's a theme, there's even the kind of all of these other things that kind of... Um, these accessories for how the story is presented and that that's a way to kind of reconcile this kind of paradox that we kind of like watching people um suffer we like watching things that we would you know would be traumatizing correctly so in if they were to you know happen even if we were to witness them in person and do you think so that just just before we finish i'll, I'll mm -hmm. leave you on this do you think that it's the advent of the streaming networks and sort of television that doesn't maybe have the same sort of um, restrictions on it or governance on it? Or is this an innate human thing that we've had since the dawn of time, this this desire to watch? Yes, I would say there's two kind of processes going on. I wouldn't want to say that this is all new. There's a, a long history of kind of like this, what you know, of even philosophers going back to ancient Greece going like, why do we like looking at these things and trying to answer the question? And what they would say is that, obviously, you'd come together, Aristotle, for example, say you come together and it kind of binds us. We have a kind of catharsis, release of emotions together, you know, by seeing this mm -hmm. depicted on stage. Um, but at the same time, there is, of course, the, you know, if you think of like streaming um, services, that are not bound by the kind of watershed restrictions that we would be used to. Um, and as well, even with like um, 
films themselves, they have become more violent. Um, most of the studies um, demonstrate that there's more violence in uh, films. Um, but whether or not that violence is then kind of going to, you know, make people want to be more violent or anything, I would be quite suspicious of. And I think my experience, you know, you get a kind of diminishing returns okay. from from uh, increased violence and you can kind of get a fatigue with with the kind of with excessive violence and it, it stops to being shocked stops kind of being shocking and over ends time up being more comic well that's sort of good and reassuring to know Connell Vaughan <laughs> from uh, TU Dublin thank you so much for that uh, enjoy your weekend watching um, before we move on to the next uh, thing I want to read out uh, we've had a lot of messages about Caroline earlier in the show we spoke to um, Caroline who is doing a GoFundMe for a prosthetic leg that she can only get in Australia um, and someone has said I know Caroline very well and what a woman she has she has been through so much I met her recently and didn't re- realise she was still going through so much sending her lots of love Antoinette if you want to listen back to her interview you can on the podcast on newstalk.com forward slash podcasts if you want to text in about anything else you've heard it's 53106 still to come on the show giving a pint of the red stuff Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.